and welcome back to another episode of the Book Wolves podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Um, we've been on a pretty steady upload schedule lately, and I've still got some more scheduled up to go. So it's it's looking good so far. I am confident I can keep this podcast uh, above water. Um, today we are chatting about marketing, more specifically self-publishing marketing, um, my experience with it. This isn't so much me giving you advice, just me telling you how I've marketed my book, um, ways I think I could have done it better, ways that I'm glad I, I didn't uh, try, just basically some stuff that's worked, some stuff that hasn't, and some stuff that I think could work, and uh, we'll go from there. So as you may or may not know, I'm in the process of self-publishing a four-book series. At the moment, I've got two of those books um, out. Well, technically, they're not out right now um, because they are under revision, but they were out, and I was uh, promoting them for a very long time. I'm talking like two years nearly, and um, I've just very recently taken them down just so I could get some of the proofreading revised, that kind of thing, just a bit of a polish up, like servicing your car, basically. And hopefully this is the only time that will need to happen. But yeah, they're down, but they will be up again. And I've had uh, a certain extent of success with marketing my own books, um, The Architects of the Gifted, the first one being The Scarlet Reaper, the second one being The Whisper War. Uh, yeah, I've had a bit of luck. They have been downloaded digitally a couple of hundred times, and as for being purchased via paper, I think we're up to the high 60s, maybe? Obviously, if you are lucky enough to become traditionally published, this is something they'll do for you. So uh, that's not even something you actually really have much of a choice in. They, they handle all of the marketing. And obviously, if you have a platform of your own, that's where you would do your marketing for a traditionally published book. So there's not a whole lot to say on traditional publishing marketing because... It's all there. It's you, you already know what you're doing if you are traditionally published. But for self-publishing, I've, I've learned a few things over the years. Some stuff that's very important for self-publishing. Some stuff that uh, may have been a bit of a waste of time. And some stuff that I think uh, could have been done better. So I want to start with the most important thing. I just want to drill this home because it will be a recurring theme through the rest of this podcast episode. And that is, if you are self-publishing, you need a platform. You will not be successful if you do not have some form of platform to launch yourself off of. This is, that's a thing. I self-published before I had a platform and I wish I'd waited. I wish I'd, I'd taken the steps, which I will be getting into in a moment. I wish I'd taken the steps to prepare the marketing of the book before actually just doing it and expecting that I could just advertise it through paid commercials on Facebook, you know, that kind of thing. And that's the next bit I want to get into. Doing ads through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for your book, that sort of thing. I mean, to a certain extent, you will probably have some luck, but there's so many variables involved in that. It's it's just impossible to say because it will come down almost entirely to the book cover, actually. The reason is because people are just going to be scrolling past it, and they're going to scroll past it quick if they see a sponsored ad. But if you catch their eye with a really, really good book cover then you might get a few more seconds of their attention. Whether they actually put some money behind that, though, is a whole different story. You're talking about a whole different ballpark there. It's just a whole lot different. And this is why having a platform is so important, because when I started, the first thing I did, and I was supremely lucky in this instance, I thought the first bit of marketing I could do for my book 
was ensuring I had some positive Amazon reviews behind it. And keep in mind, this is before I had a YouTube channel. This is before I did podcasts, anything like that. This is just when I was just me talking to people I know on Facebook. That was pretty much it. But yeah, I decided if I could rack up a bit of uh, positive Amazon reviews, then that would do all the work for me. So what I did is I did it on a week-long free basis, and then I paid for, I think it was $50 for a Facebook ad, which ended up being circulated to a couple of thousand people. And luckily enough, of those couple of thousand people, the book was downloaded um, a couple of hundred times around the world. And I attribute that almost entirely to the talent of my cover designer, Todd Terry. Uh, He just did a fantastic job. If you haven't seen the covers of my books, you can just Google them. They're the architects of The Gifted. And basically, that's where I think it was. But the thing is, even though they were downloaded quite a lot, and at one point it actually ended up at the number one spot on the bestsellers list for free action and adventure, although they did quite well at that point, not many people went on to read the books after that because, I mean, it was free, so that that would have been the main incentive for people to download it. They might not have been that interested. They might have just thought, hey, I'll download it, and if I want to read it later, I can. But not a whole lot of people um, actually read it, so I didn't get as many reviews as I was expecting or hoping for. So I realized that just doing that wasn't going to cut it. And that was around the time I was actually really discovering and getting into booktube videos. So that's videos from people on YouTube that do uh, discussions around books and writing. They do vlogs, book hauls, book tags, just basically anything reading or writing related you'll find on booktube, more so book related. Um, There is authortube as well specifically for the writing stuff, but the way I like to think of it is authortube is a branch of booktube. So booktube covers pretty much writing and reading as far as I can see it for most people. So combine the fact that I was getting into watching booktube videos and writing videos from, you know, people like Jenna Marashi and um, as far as booktube goes, I was watching the bigger ones back then. I was watching, you know, Emma, Bo- Emma Books. Not, not so much, um, you know, the Trinity. <laughs> uh, K- <coughs> Katie Tastic, Paula Banana Books and Jesse the Reader just because Um, I think they're doing a great job, but that's not really the style of video that I'm into consuming. Uh, Let's take Polar Banana Books, for example. Just the random bouncing and just yelling, yelling, yelling. I know that that works for some people. They love it. They love the energy, and that's fantastic. But for me, that's just not the style I like to enjoy. I prefer to enjoy content where it feels more like they're just talking to you as if you're sitting down together chatting about books. Um, There can be a bit of, you know, wacky editing and comedy in there as well, which makes it more interesting. But yelling at me just, yeah, I don't enjoy that. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So those were the videos I was kind of watching at the time. And then obviously I realized that I needed to step up my marketing game. And I noticed that Jenna Mareshi was having some success with selling her books simply because she had, going back to this again, a platform. That's when I realized a platform is so, so important. It is a massive launching pad. And it's something you would have noticed, um, you know, recently with that book Zenith. It became an instant New York Times uh, bestseller because the per- the people behind it, or at least one of them, I think it's Little Book Alan. I think she's actually Australian. 
I, I believe, unless I'm getting booktubers mixed up. She has, you know, 100,000 subscribers, uh, maybe more, maybe like 200,000 subscribers, and she has a massive, massive base of people who are interested in her and interested in what she has to say. So that's what I was lacking when I did the Facebook ad, was the interest. So people were getting something that was being handed out to them for free, but they weren't necessarily interested. So that that's the thing. I, I realized I needed to build a platform, and that's when I decided to start a YouTube channel. And initially, I was just going to do the same thing as Jen Mareshi. I was just going to... I was going to make entirely just writing tip videos, that kind of thing. And then as I went along, I noticed I was starting to really enjoy the process of making videos, and I started incorporating um, discussions about books I was currently reading into those videos, and I'd unwillingly, well, not un- <laughs> not unwillingly, I'd unknowingly joined BookTube accidentally, and by the time I realized I had, I thought, you know, fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound, and I did the BookTube newbie tag, and what started is me wanting to just have a platform for the sole purpose of selling my book and making a name for myself as a writer grew into something that was more so a hobby, something I enjoyed doing and promoting my book took a back seat to that. And as time went on, I think at around the year mark, I realized that BookTube is now a part of my life. I thoroughly enjoy it. It fulfills me in ways that other hobbies just haven't before. I've, I've built, I haven't built a community because the community was already there. I've just joined the community and I've created a branch of that community where I can talk to people about what I'm reading and writing and what they're reading and writing. And I don't know, I, to put it simply, I fell in love with BookTube. But we aren't talking about my journey on BookTube today. We're talking about uh, marketing my self-published book, which just happens to incorporate BookTube. So every now and then I will make videos, and I do say this honestly because I don't want to be one of those people on the internet that just slam you with bullshit. Like, they'll promote their book and say, you know, I hate doing this, and, you know, I'm only doing this because I haven't spoken about it in a while, that kind of thing. I'll talk about my book periodically in some videos because I want to sell my book. That That's the only motivation really behind doing that. What other motivation would I have? I mean, honestly, I I thoroughly enjoy talking about my characters as well and the story. I really do, but I just, at this point, don't feel like people are all that interested, for the most part, for the majority of my audience. I don't think they're that interested in hearing about my characters and my story in that way. So, rather than that, I talk about my book in reference to other writing tips and how to do this and how to do that. And even like this podcast episode right now, I'm doing that same thing. I'm talking about my book in terms of how to market it. And the craziest thing happened. It started working. My book started getting, you know, downloads every now and then. It started getting people buying the uh, paper copies. I had people sending me pictures on Instagram and social media with the book, you know, hashtag architects of the gifted or what, whatever, but I had people sending me photos of them with the book. I saw videos of people doing book reviews with my book, and it was the most surreal and fantastically fulfilling thing I'd ever experienced. And not just that, it got the word out about my book. People started seeing it in more places. Uh, for example, I had some 
of my booktube friends who purchased the book without me even asking them to. I, they just did it for the sake of supporting me. And of course, I, I, I doubt they would have done it if, if they weren't friends with me, but they were and they did and that helped me as well. So I think the point I'm trying to make here is that you need to build a platform and that doesn't necessarily have to be on YouTube. Um, for, most people won't be comfortable getting in front of the camera and that's completely fine. There are other platforms that have worked for a lot of other people in making a name for themselves as a writer. You've got uh, blogs, which I think is probably your best bet because all you need to be able to do to have a blog is write. And if you're selling a book, I sure as hell would hope that you're able to write as well. So you can do blogs. Uh, you could even try doing a podcast if you think you have a good voice. If you have a good voice for it, you think you have a lot of um, interesting topics to talk about, you can do a podcast and put that on YouTube, you know, the iOS podcast store, all that kind of stuff. What else have you got? You've got Instagram. That's a very big one as well. There are a lot of bookstagrammers who have gone on to actually end up writing books as well. And the thing with Instagram and bookstagram, they build massive audiences because bookstagram itself is a form of artistic expression. It's You've probably seen it. It's all the artsy photos of books in really aesthetic places with aesthetic props. And people love it. I love it. Um, I can't do it. I, I tried to give Bookstagram a try, but it just wasn't for me. So I, I didn't enjoy doing it. So I, I stopped doing that. But I enjoy um, consuming Bookstagram. And it really does work as a platform. If you can do more than one of those things, then I guess you're you're in even more luck than everyone else. Um, but what I would say as somewhat of a final note on marketing via social channels is try to gain a bit of an audience before you release your book. If you have that choice, try to build your platform before you do so. I wish I had, um, just so I had the, the launch pad to begin with because people love being there when something new comes out and they want to be a part of that when something new comes out. So if you have a, an audience, let's say, I would probably say at a minimum you want around a thousand followers would really be the bare minimum. And then upwards of that, your next milestones would be like um, 3,000, 5,000, 10,000, 30,000, 100,000. That, that's the milestones where you're going to see a drastic jump um, from the research I've done. But yeah, basically you want to have that bit of a platform, a bit of an audience and then when you come out and you say, hey, I've got this new thing and it's your book, they want to be a part of that. And it's going to have, a, well, I feel as long as it looks good and as long as it sounds intriguing, it will have a, a high degree of success. That's a certain way of marketing your book that I, I honestly believe will do a lot better and save you a lot more money than just purchasing ads and um, sending them around all over social media and that kind of thing and book signings all that kind of stuff um, book signings is something I, I don't see myself ever signing up to do if I ever had the opportunity because well first of all I've seen people do book signings at all the bookstores I, I used to go to before I started buying books online and it just kind of made me sad because bookstores just aren't as populated as they used to be and when people do go to a bookstore now they're going there to get a particular book. They know what they want before they go there and they just generally don't have much interest for the people that are at the front there doing the book signings. Maybe it's different where you live 
So if it is a successful practice where you live, then by all means, go ahead. But it's not something I would do to market my book here, because even if I had a few people coming up and purchasing my book, I don't think it's going to do a whole lot for me in the long run in getting my book out there to a lot more people, which is something that social media is for. That That's the beauty of social media. If you were looking for a bit of a speedy solution and have some money behind you, all I could really suggest is maybe trying to be a sponsor for someone who is popular already on, let's say, YouTube or whatever, or a book blog. Maybe offering to be a sponsor for them in exchange for them uh, reading the book, although this is a practice that's not usually looked on very positively because... If you pay someone to review your book, they're going to assume that you are expecting a positive review. And if they don't like it and they're forced into a positive review, it's going to reflect badly on them. So generally they won't want to do that. It's just, it's just not something that I would say is ideal. I probably wouldn't recommend that solution, but it does have a bit of room for success, I suppose. If your book is genuinely good and the person genuinely enjoys it, then maybe that could be a, be a bit of a launching pad for you. But that would only really be a fleeting success until you do it again. So the most consistent and just best way, successful way to market your book, I feel, is to focus on a platform. If you take anything away from this podcast episode, it would be to build a platform. You need to have an audience or a following that are coming to you for content. And the content doesn't necessarily have to be about your book. And I would probably advise against all of your content being about your book, because if you're starting from no followers, it's going to be very, very, very difficult and very time consuming to build a big enough audience. If all you're ever talking about is your book, it just, it won't work. You need to talk about stuff that they're interested in so that they come to you. That's, that's a real way to do it. Um, obviously there's a lot of guides on how to start YouTube or blogs or podcasts online. So I'm not doing that. All I'm saying is focus on a platform, be honest with your followers, be kind with them, and they will return the favor to you when you basically have something that they can support you in. They will want to do that. That's what I've experienced when I release something new or when I tell a story that's personal to me or anything like that. All of my followers have been extremely supportive and that that's the best part. That's why promoting my book has taken a backseat to my booktube hobby, I guess you could call it, because having honest interactions with my uh, followers rather than exploiting them for book sales is way more important to me. But selling my book is always important to me as well, and that's okay. You shouldn't ever see selling your book as something to be ashamed of because that's your livelihood. That's what you want to do with the rest of your life. And that is only going to work if you sell your book. Just don't exploit people. Just be honest with them. Tell them what you're doing and why. Anyway, this might've been a bit of a weird one. It wasn't really uh, tips and tricks or anything like that. It's just me talking about my experience with how I market my book, how I'm aiming on marketing my book going forward. And I hope you gathered at least something from this that's helpful. Um, if you have any differing opinions or if you know of any other ways that you market self-published books that works for you, please do let me know in the comments um, or however else you leave interactions wherever you're what, uh, listening to this. Sorry, if you're listening on YouTube 
on your podcast app or on SoundCloud app, wherever. Just make sure you follow so you can catch the next episode. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. As always, thanks for listening, guys. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate you. Thanks for checking in and I'll see you next Friday. Well, I'll see you sooner if you want to go over and check out my actual YouTube channel, Wolfshot Publishing. But if you're just here for the podcast, you'll hear me next Friday.